when I struggled as an entrepreneur, it wasn't because I didn't know what I wanted. No, I just never allowed my time, myself the time to sit down to get clear on what I wanted and then ask myself what behaviors or actions would I take every day to accomplish this goal. So when I didn't feel good, the first thing I would do is unconsciously self-sabotage. I would not do the actions I should do. I would skip things. I would flop them. And then I would get upset about results that I didn't have. But I just simply didn't set myself up for success. And so why am I sharing all of this? Because when you have a rabid commitment to a vision, it's going to take time. But what matters over everything is your consistency every day, not your intensity when you feel like it. And that's the undertow of anything that you want to be successful. Are you ready to ethically scale your business? Good. Because this is the Mind of George podcast where relationships beat algorithms and depth is the only direction when it comes to ethically scaling your business. Each Monday and Friday, I'll be the guy between your ears in the hoodie and pink shoes guiding you home, giving you the tools to extract, honor, and amplify your genius so you can be the light for your customers. Sound fabulous? Cool. Let's get into the episode. So for the entire month, I'm just committed to giving you everything that you need. And so today's episode is no different. Because I take you step by step on how to design your day, your habits, and your rituals that consistently protect your progress, will make it easy to predict your success, and help you keep that momentum moving forward in your life and business. So as long as you have clarity on the areas of your life that move the needle, then this episode is how to apply them in to your exact life and business to get the results that you want. And don't worry, if you don't have that clarity, I help you find it inside the episode as well. But I'm going to stop now because I loved this episode. It was fun. And personally, I think it's loaded with wisdom, but you'll be the, you'll be the judge of that. So make sure you let me know. But without further ado, let's get into the episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Mind of George Show, where I am working on becoming a leg model. If you're not watching this on video, I'm just lounging in my chair as I record, but... Everybody makes jokes about my legs, so I figured I'd make one too. I'd make one too, but I am I am stoked, and here's why. In the previous episode, and if you have not listened to the previous episode, I want you to go listen to the previous episode. In the previous episode, I broke down my sacred light keeper quadrant, so the actual model about habits and rituals on what matters that I use to build my day and the days of my clients to basically guarantee their success. And so I covered it at length in the previous episode. And what's really, really important is before you listen to this episode, that you have at least three areas identified with habits, behaviors, or rituals, for lack of better terms, your own sacred light keeper quadrants that you can now build habits around to protect them with what we're going to cover in today's show. And today's show is probably going to be uh, 12 minutes, 13 minutes, because I want it to be quick. I want it to be applicable and I want you to get into action. But in order for your mindset to be effective around these things, in order for your habits and rituals to be effective, you need to know what they are. And so if you have not listened to the previous episode, go listen to the previous episode. Now, if you're still listening to this, I'm going to assume that you've listened to the previous episode. And so now that you have clarity on where you want to spend your time, how you want to spend your time, and what behaviors or actions you could take every single day that will basically guarantee your success if they're put into practice, now we have to build containers around those habits and rituals. 
And this is really where the rubber meets the road. And I have to thank my wife for this one. My wife told me a very long time ago, we've been together over 10 years now. And in the very early stages of our relationship, uh, she would always say to me, commitment isn't feelings, commitment isn't feelings. And it took me until I was a parent to truly understand what that meant. And for those of parents out there, um, you can empathize with this. If you don't have kids, imagine you have a puppy, okay? And I will tell you that I've never felt a love in my body like the love that I have for my son. But when he was six months old and colicky and my wife was still recovering from a pretty major surgery and we hadn't slept in a couple of days and at 2 a.m. when I've my head has finally hit the pillow and I'm 45 minutes into a sleep session and I hear him crying, zero part of me wants to get out of bed <laughs> to go in that room and hold him and console him. But yet it was always the only option. And that's because commitment was not feelings. Because all too often in my life, I failed when I leaned too far into my feelings and got far away from my commitment to my vision. And as a parent, for me, going in my son's room is not an option. But also lying and saying, I'm so excited to go into his room at 2 a.m. No parent in their right mind would ever say that when we're just clinging on for every minute of sleep. It's like driving to the gas station and putting a dollar in the car. That's what it feels like sometimes with every minute of sleep. But it was also a very important perspective for me to realize that I'm going to make commitments. I'm going to make commitments from a good place. I'm going to be really clear on my vision, what I want to accomplish in the world and how I want to do it. And it's awesome that I'm excited about it on day one, but it doesn't advocate me from any trials or tribulations. And I understand that my ability to practice what I set forth and to practice it every single day is going to add up and create the result that I want rather than bending and bowing and making concessions for my commitments. And so if you're training for the Olympics and the Olympics are four years away and you have a training plan, you're definitely going to have PRs in there. You're going to have celebrations, but you're most likely going to have injuries and downsets as well. But you're still rapidly committed to the Olympics. And so all of your decisions are based on what you want to achieve and what you want to accomplish, not what's happening right now. And that's what allows us to stay committed regardless of what we feel. And when I struggled as an entrepreneur, it wasn't because I didn't know what I wanted. No, I just never allowed my time, myself the time to sit down to get clear on what I wanted and then ask myself what behaviors or actions would I take every day to accomplish this goal. So when I didn't feel good, the first thing I would do is, unconsciously self-sabotage. I would not do the actions I should do. I would skip things. I would flop them. And then I would get upset about results that I didn't have. But I just simply didn't set myself up for success. And so why am I sharing all of this? Because when you have a rabid commitment to a vision, it's going to take time. But what matters over everything is your consistency every day, not your intensity when you feel like it. And that's the undertow of anything that you want to be successful. And so in the previous episode, I talked about my sacred light keeper quadrants, right? My big areas are mind, body, being, and business, okay? And now we need to build habits and rituals around these things to set ourselves up to win. And a mistake that I made very early on as an entrepreneur is that I always set myself up to fail, but I never saw it as that. I would sit down at my desk in the morning. I'm like, all right, here's everything I want to get done today. And I'd be like, I'm going to do three videos, two emails, this course, and this boom. And there was nothing wrong with that. Except the moment I would start, I had a time bias. And then I would get halfway through it and I would be losing daylight and I'd be all done. 
And rather than celebrate every win that I achieved, like all the progress that I made, I didn't. And if you're listening to this, you just had the same thought because you know exactly what I'm about to say. Instead, I would look at it and I would say, I'm a failure. I didn't get this done, but I didn't get this done. And then I would literally sit there and either beat myself up or self-sacrifice, break my own schedule, break my containers and be like, oh, just this one time, I'll work extra hours, except that one time happened the next day and the next day, all while keeping me away from my path. And so I didn't realize that I was setting myself up to fail. And the model that I'm about to share with you is what helped me fix that. And so no matter what, when it comes to entrepreneurship, at the core of it, we're a human being, right? We operate, we live, we breathe, we have blood, we get injured, we have lives, we have families. And the mistake I made is that I basically designed my days like I was a picture-perfect model entrepreneur, that I had nothing but time. Everything worked every time I touched it. It was so easy. And that was a big recipe for disaster. And it didn't allow me to see the progress and wins that I was making every single day. And so through this and through my coaching and my mastermind and some incredible entrepreneurs and Keith, if you're listening to this brother, I fucking love you. Uh, Keith Armstrong, who helped me name this model. Actually, he didn't help me. He named it. Uh, We call it the wedge of expectations. And so I have no challenge with you designing your perfect day in all of these areas. But I do have a challenge when it by design is set up to keep you in the wrong mindset and not focus on progress and perfection, uh, progression. And so what you want to do is if you listen to the previous episode, you have the areas. Mine, I break it down into mind, body, being, and business. And under those four areas, I have anywhere from one to three actions that I'm going to take every single day, regardless of how I feel that protects my progress and my momentum towards my vision. So step number one is you need clarity of the direction that you want to head towards your vision. It doesn't have to be crystal clear. It just has to be clarity. Once you have clarity of where you want to go, then you ask yourself, what are the important areas in your life that if you focus on intentionally every day and follow through, will get you closer to that vision? And so my vision was clear. And then those four areas for me were my mindset, my body, my being, and my business. And so once I was clear on those four areas, then I broke down under each section one to three things that I could do every single day over a span of time that guaranteed if I did them every single day, I would move closer towards my vision. So that's where we are today, which then led into the wedge of expectations. And so now, if you have your areas you need to list out one to three things under each area. So for those of you that know, under the mindset section for me of my daily habits and my rituals, I have light on, light bright, and light off. Light on is every morning I start with a 10-minute stillness practice that leads into journaling. Light bright is that I consume 15 minutes or 15 pages of personal development content every day. And light off is at the end of the day, I spend 10 to 15 minutes in reflection, journaling, and writing down my previous day and what I'm going to do tomorrow. And so now what you want is you want to list out in your areas, and we'll use mine, for example, mind, body, being, and business. You want to list out those tangible one to three things that you can do every day and list them out like an excellence. And so for me, I'm going to use my movement section as the example here. So for me, 
it's really easy to list all these areas out. So the first place you start is you list out those areas, right? So you list out your mind, your body, your being, your sleep. I mean, your mind, your body, your being, and your business. So in my mind section, I have my light on, my light bright, and my light off. And in my body section, I have sleep, nutrition, movement, and breath work. And so I'm going to highlight four areas for you right now. So under the body section, I have my breath work and um, I'm drawing a blank right now on what I was just about to say. (laughs) Oh, oh, I have my breath work and I have my movement. And then in the mindset section, I have the light on and the light off, right? And so the first thing you do is you list out your best day, right? And the way that I ask myself this is like, on your best day, what can you do? And I'm like, okay, cool. Well, for my light on, 15 minutes every morning is ideal for me. For my light off, 15 minutes is ideal. For my workout, like I have a rule that you must sweat 20 minutes a day. My ideal day is an hour a day, okay? And then... uh, (laughs) I don't know why I'm having so much trouble <laughs> remembering what I share with you. Um, it was, uh, I think I said I'd call out my my breath and I'm just going to use breath work and I'm going to use movement. Okay. So it was 20 minutes a day and then my breath work. And on an ideal day, I would spend an hour doing breath work. Okay. And so I list out of my ideal day. This is how I can tangibly, measurably see my success in each one of these areas. Right. So what I do is I call that the ceiling right? I call that the ceiling. So for me, the perfect day is that I spend 15 minutes of reflection in the morning, 15 minutes in reflection at night. On my perfect day, that same day, I will sweat for at least an hour and I will have an hour breathwork practice. And so I designed my perfect day and we call that the ceiling. But then the most important step for me and the missing step for most people is what I call the floor. And the way that I phrase this is I ask myself and I say, on my absolute worst day, what can I remain committed to, to protect my progress? And so for every one of those areas that I have my ideal day, I then have my floor. And so for me, on my floor, for my light on, it goes from 15 minutes to five minutes because I know no matter what, no matter how bad my day is, no matter what circumstances exist, that I would not only benefit from starting my day with five minutes of silence, but I can commit to five minutes of silence and stillness. Same thing with my light off. It goes from 15 to five. In my workout, my ideal day is an hour of sweating every day. On my worst day, it's 10 minutes every single day. And on my breath work, it's an hour every day. And on my worst day, it's five minutes every single day. And so for every area that I've labeled out a task, that best day side is what I would consider your ceiling. And that means like you wake up, it's roses and rainbows, you go to the office, you set your day up and you're going to do all these things in excellence. And then the floor comes from the, if everything is in meltdown, if everything's breaking, what's the minimum I can commit to, to protect the progress and also keep myself tuned into my vision. And I call that my floor. And so a tangible example of this was about three years ago um, when I had, I'll call it the last like big aha, like big trauma wound, big change in my life. My health got out of control again. I was not eating clean. I wasn't working out. Um, We were having a lot of stuff go on. I lost a lot of money in business. And the first thing I gave away was my body. And I gained a ton of weight again. I was like 230 pounds. And I knew that I needed to take care of myself. And I 
no matter how much I'm averse to it, I love getting up early in the morning. I don't like waking up. I don't like being awake that early, but I love the stillness. I love the presence of like 4.30 in the morning, 5 in the morning. But I knew I'd been out of working out for so long that if I made the rule that I was going to work out every single day for an hour a day, that I would just quit. Uh, I would fail. I'd roadblock. I'd stumble and something would get in the way. And so when I was designing the section for me for my workouts, my ceiling was that I'm going to work out for an hour a day. My floor was I'm going to drive to the gym parking lot and stay there for a minimum of five minutes. And so when I started getting back into shape and taking care of my body, the first week was easy. I was up at 4.30. I was at the gym by five. I did my hour workout easy. Then on about day eight, I had a really bad night. I didn't sleep a ton, but I knew I made a commitment. So the next morning I woke up when my alarm went off and I was like, I am not working out. So I actually drove to the gym to keep my commitment. And I took a nap in the parking lot. And I was like, I'm just going to take a nap. I kept my word. I came to the gym. It's a win. And it's funny because I went to sleep and I woke up about 15 minutes later and I was so excited to work out that I walked into the gym and worked out. And over the course of 30 days, I think there were seven days in total that I actually drove to the gym parking lot, but I never went inside the gym. And instead, one day I cried in my car. Another day I ended up listening to a book. One day I ended up talking to my wife, but I protected my commitment, which protected my progress and kept my brain tuned into winning. And so I say this because I never realized how much I was setting myself up to fail by only designing my perfect day, but never asking myself what would happen if I got a flat tire. Because truth be told, without a plan, when you get a flat tire, most entrepreneurs go to, oh, I got a flat tire, I might as well slash the other three. Versus, oh, I got a flat tire, there's a jack in the trunk, it'll take me 10 minutes to pick it up, change the car, tire, and then go, or I should call AAA, or I should do whatever, was simply because I didn't have a plan. And so in order to keep yourself accountable to your habits and rituals, number one, read Atomic Habits by James Clear, absolute best book in the world. But number two is you have to set yourself up to win. And if you make a plan and by default at the very beginning, the plan is unachievable, then it's never going to be stuck to and it's not going to be consistent. And it's definitely not going to be consistent over a long enough period of time to have the results that come with the delay gratification required. And so you take your buckets, right? Mind, mind, body, being, and business. And then the ones that I highlighted out for you in the mind section, I ideally 15 minutes alone in the morning, reflecting and journaling, and ideally 15 minutes alone at night, reflecting and journaling. That's my ideal day. My non-ideal day is five minutes in the morning, five minutes in the evening. And then into my body section, the two that I called out for you, my best day is like my goal every day is a one hour workout, like one hour of sweat, like get my body moving, drain my lymphatic, get into my body, boom, boom, boom. But on my worst day, I have it in there as a five minute walk because I know that no matter what, no matter what the weather, no matter the trigger, no matter what's going on, I can always commit to five minutes. And there is no way that me going for a five-minute walk, even if my entire life is in meltdown, that it will have any ill effect on me. It can only be positive. And so my dream is an hour. My floor is five minutes. And then with my breath work, like I love breath work. It's great. It's been one of the most profound tools for me. On my dream day, I do an hour of breath work a day. But on my unideal day, when I'm hit with panic attacks and anxiety and stress and I'm ruminating, I can commit to five minutes. And that five minutes 
if I have the integrity and discipline to do it, even when I don't feel like doing it, only guarantees to move me forward and closer towards my goal. And then I can celebrate the win and then get back on it tomorrow because we're humans. We're going to have up days and down days. We're going to have fast days and slow days. We're going to have days that we feel like we worked 82 hours in two hours and we're going to days where two hours feels like 28 hours. And we have to allow humanity to happen. We have to allow our own ability to be a human being to happen, but we have to set ourselves up to win. So I'm going to summarize all this into one clean way for you to do it. So step number one, if you didn't listen to the previous podcast on the Lightkeeper Quadrants, go listen to it. Once you listen to it, either use mine or make your own. Once you have the clarity on yours, then under each section, build out one to three clear, measurable action items that you can do every single day. And the first one you build is your ceiling. So on your dream day while setting yourself up to win. Like even on my best day, I will never record more than three podcasts in a day. Could I? Yes. But to think that like I have to set myself up to win by being like, you have to do six podcasts today. No, there's nowhere that that benefits, right? Absolutely all. So even on like my best days, I still set myself up to win knowing that if I hit all my best days in my Lightkeeper Quadrants, it's still two and a half hours of my day. And I have the rest of that day to focus on all the other avenues in the business because this is the foundation. This doesn't stop me from working in the business or doing emails or doing coaching calls. No, no, no. This is what I do regardless of all of that stuff foundationally to guarantee my success. And so even on your wins, set yourself up to win. So in each area you list out like, okay, cool. Uh, On my best day, I'm going to I'm going to record three podcasts. On my worst day, I'm going to write down three podcast ideas and at least come up with the title. On my best day, I'm going to go live on Instagram every single day. On my worst day, I'm going to plan the next five live streams. So even if I'm not feeling good, I can still just turn it on and go. On my best day, I'm going to edit 25 photos. On my worst day, I'll edit the five that I need for the next couple of days. And so you list out your ceiling for each one, and then you list out your floor for each one. Once you have that, there's two very, very important steps for it to become real. Step number one is you look at it, and then you intentionally design your day to achieve your things. So if that's laying out your gym clothes the night before, putting your supplements out by your keys, putting your laptop in a certain place intentionally setting yourself up to win the next day before it happens is the most important step. Step number two for this to become really real is you have to publicly commit that you're doing it. You share it with your significant other. You share it with me. You post it on social. You share it with your audience. You share it with your team. And you make a public declaration, like a public commitment to yourself and to everybody else that regardless of how you feel, these are the behaviors that you're going to work on, the things that you're doing and the tasks and the, and the actions that you're taking every day to protect your vision. Because what I want you to understand is that you're going to get hit with temporary feelings all day. Things don't work. Marketing changes, new ads, ads don't work, platform shutdown, TikTok banned, email marketing, this blank, this here, ads not working. It's coming. It's guaranteed. And those things cause temporary feelings. But what this guarantees is that your temporary feelings don't lead to permanent undesirable results because you won't act on the feelings. You will default to your plan, which will protect your momentum. And your plan is aligned to your vision. 
not how you currently feel. And so this becomes a save my ship button. This becomes an SOS button. This becomes a realignment button because at any moment when I'm off, when I feel off kilter, when I feel like I can't handle, if I feel like I'm responding not correctly, and I look at my day, the first thing I ask myself is, did you do your sacred light keeper quadrants today? And like I said on the previous episode, nine out of 10 times, the answer is no. And the moment I recognize that, my job becomes to bring my quadrants into excellence. And nine out of 10 times, just that alone mitigates the situation at hand and gives me clarity or insight or confidence or whatever it is that I'm looking for that's going to help me navigate it. So this is exactly how I turn what I want into habits and rituals that I can protect. And so this is a gift for you starting the year off right. This is important. This is imperative. And you can't take it with a grain of salt that every single person you look up to that you emulate has a routine intentionally designed to give them the same thing. And the faster you recognize that and you build one for yourself, the faster your results will become unrecognizable to you because of how quickly and abundantly they came. And it just requires a plan so that when I'm having that down day and I feel like I'm not good enough as an entrepreneur and I didn't have the impact I wanted and boom, 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 that those thoughts can exist freely, but I don't allow them to change my actions or behaviors that would actually make them true. Instead, I allow them to exist while focusing on hitting my floor every day, which disproves the thought in its essence. And then because I'm commitment, I'm committed and I'm consistent, actually creates a different result even when I'm triggered. And so that's what I wanted to cover today. And I'm sorry it went a little longer than 12 minutes. I talked about the quadrants uh, for or the wedge of expectations for about 12 minutes, but I added a lot more context. But this is something I'm extremely passionate about because I get asked a lot and I try to tell this to people a ton. And this is really one of the big secrets. You, by design, by understanding this, will intentionally design your vision and your future while having brick by brick to measure and see the progress that will keep you in that momentum. And it just requires that you actually do the work. So that's what I got for you today. I'm going to go finish drinking my coffee. I'm going to sit over here and stare at my legs in the camera a little bit more. I will say I do have giant calves. I'm really proud of them. I worked hard on them. Uh, It's fun. I'm learning how to lean into it. But that's what I got for today's episode. So I appreciate you immensely. I would actually love to hear from you about this episode. So just shoot me a DM on Instagram. My Instagram is it's George Bryant, I-T-S-G-E-O-R-G-E-B-R-Y-A-N-T. And let me know if this episode landed for you. What'd you pick up? What are you going to do? Were there any distinctions? I would love to cheer you on and support you in this. And so I would love to hear how this goes for you. So that's what I got for today's episode. So I'm going to stop bumping my gums because... There's a lot more goodness to follow. So remember that relationships will always beat algorithms, especially the one with yourself. So you'll either see me in the next episode or you will hear me in your earballs. But either way, this episode is finito. Let's cue the outro. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Mind of George Show. Please make sure you subscribe on your favorite channel that you listen to, whether it's in the car, on your run, or in front of the television. 
Make sure you leave a review to help other people know how much you love the show and quite frankly help me know how much you love the show because I read them all. And if you want five-minute daily insider nuggets on business, marketing, leadership, mindset, or any other tool that you would need to build and scale your company, make sure you register for my invite-only newsletter. I call it the Lightkeeper Lessons. I hold nothing back here and I share everything that works for me, my friends and mentors, and thousands of my students around the world to thrive in life and keep our lighthouses shining brightly. We will eventually be charging for this, but for now, for you, because you're listening to the podcast, it's free. So if you want to sign up, go to www.lightkeeper.club, fill out the application, and then check your inbox because it's magic. You actually have to open the emails to get the gifts inside. Otherwise, you can get access to my Relationships Beats Algorithms Facebook community and other free resources on the website. So just go to www.mindofgeorge.com and I'll see you in the next episode.